0: Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, United Bank, Mylin,
1: and Interaction Media. Now let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Welcome to Positively West Virginia. Each week on our podcast, we interview West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with listeners just like you all across America. We publish these stories on iTunes, on Google Play, and on our website, PositivelyWestVirginia.com and through print publications such as the State Journal and the Exponent Telegram. We reach thousands and thousands of listeners on the podcast and thousands and thousands of readers with our partner news websites throughout West Virginia, including wvnews.com. Our goal is to inspire and motivate and educate our audience with these inspirational business stories. This week, we're going to learn about Mike Green and his organization's West Virginia Growth Investment Fund and Mountain State Capital. Mike is based in Morgantown. Mike, are you ready to get down to business? I am indeed, Jim. All right, man. Thank you so much for being on the podcast show to talk about the great work you're doing to make West Virginia better. Mike Green serves as the chairman of the West Virginia Growth Investment Fund and managing director of Mountain State Capital. In these roles, Mike provides mentorship and funding to entrepreneurs and early stage companies. He began serving on the West Virginia Board of Education in 2009 and served as the board president from July 2015 to January 2017. He also is on the board of uh, the West Virginia High Tech Consortium Foundation. He earned a bachelor's degree in mathematics from Boston University and a master's degree in numerical science from Johns Johns Hopkins University. He began his career in 1969 as a mathematician, cryptanalyst, and software developer at the National Security Agency. In 1979, he moved to the private sector and has held senior, uh, senior executive positions with a number of successful technology companies. Mike, take a minute. Tell us about your background and how and why you came to West Virginia. Well,
0: thank you very much, Jim. I'm not sure I can do it in
1: a minute. Uh, at my <laughs> advanced age, it's very hard to summarize 50-plus years of oh, being yeah. in this world in a minute, but I'll do my best. Sure thing. One would never believe that a
0: kid like myself who grew up in New York City in the East Bronx of New York would culminate his career here in the great state of West Virginia, but I'm delighted to be here. To make a very long story short, after I started my career in 1979 in the private sector, ultimately it led me to a startup company that I did in 1990 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania
1: not too far from uh, where we live here in Morgantown. Sure. And at that point in time,
0: we were looking for a place to spend the time on weekends. And, and my wife, who grew up in this area, knew of the area down here in Morgantown around Cheat Lake. And ultimately we decided to uh, buy a piece of property here. And when I retired in 1999, at least try to retire in 1999, we decided to move down here full time. Since that point in time, I've spent uh, all these years here in in West Virginia, and I couldn't think of a better place to live and to do business and to do the things that I love, which is uh, mentorship and entrepreneurship here in the state of West West Virginia.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mike, um, what's the one thing you want people to know about what you do with – West Virginia Growth Investment Fund and Mountain State Capital. I'd, I'm really interested in, in these two things, and if you could just kind of tell us a little bit about those two uh, organizations, that would be great.
0: Sure. Um, well, when I tried to retire back in uh, 1999 and ultimately went back to work in California after that for for another year or so, when I came back to West Virginia, I noticed that there was really a, a, a deficiency in the amount of people who really understood uh, the entrepreneurship world, early-stage investing, and so on. Uh, this is something I have been doing, really, since literally since 1979. It's the only thing that I've done after my government work is working with entrepreneurs in early-stage uh, businesses. So I started to focus on looking for, for people that who had great ideas and uh, who needed two things. I usually refer to it as adult supervision or mentorship and advice, and ultimately it leads people to uh, to need funding. Hmm. So I did that for a number of years, and in the 2010-2011 in era, I uh, started to work with other people, and we started to to put little groups together. We called angel groups. Angel groups are people who have, have the ability to uh, put some money together, find entrepreneurs, and work with them. Uh, to start their companies and to, to, to fund them and provide them the mentorship. In 2013, we decided to formalize this by creating what's called an angel fund, mm-hmm. a group of investors uh, that got together, put pooled their money and formalized that into a fund to provide mentorship and funding for entrepreneurs and early stage companies. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, and then uh, ultimately, a couple of years ago, we decided to go to the next phase
0: And that's create what we call Mountain State Capital, which is a traditional venture capital company, venture capital fund. Again, uh, looking for opportunities to invest and mentor early stage companies and entrepreneurs focused primarily here in West Virginia or the
1: greater Appalachia area. And that's what those two entities are all about, Jim. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, you know, one of the things that I've uh, I've learned over the last year, especially talking with startup companies, uh, entrepreneurs, even even established businesses, you hear the, 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 the concept con- over and over is access to capital. That seems to be a, some something that people really struggle with in trying to start their companies and grow their companies, and that that's really what this is about, right? Is that kind of the, the, the gist of it? It really is. And uh,
0: without uh, casting aspersions on our state, I'm I'm a strong believer that the business community and the private sector should should be the one who's leading the effort uh, for entrepreneurship and early stage business development or or any kind of businesses in in the state. Uh, Sadly, I would say that um, our surrounding states do a lot more than than we do here in West Virginia. Mm over the last 20-plus so, years, I've tried to work with the legislature and the state to try to educate them on the need for the states involved in that. And we've, we've made progress over the last 20 years. Don't, don't get me wrong, Jim. Uh, the state has stepped up a little bit. But as a strong believer that the, the business community and the private sector should be the leaders, uh, I think that's where the focus continues to need, needs to be uh, with getting good air cover and support from the state where necessary. strongly believe that the state really should be involved to some degree uh, in providing early money to companies. And we do have a number of programs, successful programs in in the state uh, through the West Virginia Jobs Investment Trust and Inova and the EDA and Mm. the work that's being done by the Secretary of State. But ultimately, it does boil down to providing mentorship and funding from the private sector. And yeah. that's what we're focusing on. And that's what we intend to continue to do
1: here to grow our businesses in this great state. Well, what a great mission that you are on, for sure. Mike, what, what, overall, what is your view of the business climate today in West Virginia? I
0: would say it's very positive. And I, I think people need to understand that we've come a long way in the last 20-plus years that, that I've been here. I, I think... Because entrepreneurship is something that many people now understand, and maybe we have to, to be grateful to the likes of the Shark Tanks and so on that, right. that have kind of done a little bit of the missionary work to explain to people what entrepreneurship is and what are the issues associated with that. Twenty years ago, you we would have to go in and explain to people what valuation is <laughs> and what the value of your company is. Sure. Today understand that. And that's that's really helped the climate uh, here in West Virginia to improve. And I'm a very, very strong believer that there are great entrepreneurs in our state. The only thing that's been missing so far has been additional education, the ability to provide mentorship and advice, and ultimately, as you pointed out very well, uh, the, the, the ability for them to raise money to to. To, uh, to live their dream, to create their companies, to start small businesses, and to be successful entrepreneurs. So I think the business climate is great here, and it's just taken a while to get there, but I, I'm very, very optimistic for
1: the future here in West Virginia. Absolutely. Thank you for, for that insight as well. You know, you spent uh, over seven years on the state school board. Mike, you know, from from your point of view, um, you know, can you kind of shed some light on how you view Uh, education in the state of West Virginia and and how that is connected to the business community sure Um, I'm a big proponent of uh,
0: having great education in our state I would probably say that it's it's fair to say that our, our education system here in the state can be improved but we're not a whole lot different than what's going on across the nation I strongly believe that the focus going forward has to be on looking at our kids and saying to ourselves What do we have to provide them from the education community that's going to prepare them for the jobs and careers of the future? And I think a lot more effort needs to be put into that. Hmm. I'm a strong proponent of educating our kids on what we call STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, because I think that gives us the the kids the basis for for education going forward. But I'm also a strong proponent on some of the things that we did when I was on the state school board in advocating for career and technical education programs. Uh, We had a program there and still very successful called Simulated Workplaces, where kids actually got to experience things in the real world, especially in the business world, where they can take those skills and perhaps as they learn these skills, even become entrepreneurs themselves. So I, I think the, the climate is good in West Virginia for education. I think the focus has to be on what I just said earlier, and that is preparing them for the future by not emphasizing too much on providing them information. Information they get from their smartphones today. Mm. In, empowering
1: them by mm. providing them knowledge so they can take these skills uh, and, and provide that
0: kind of basis for them so that they can take those, those skills that they learn in school provide uh, a, a fair amount of accountability and responsibility at the education level through our uh, through our, through our principals and, and our administrators to make sure that they are held accountable are some of the things that I cared about uh, when we were working on the school board. So the bottom line is they're linked. The business community, as I've said over and over again, is a direct beneficiary of what's coming coming out of our education system direct beneficiary. And in order for that to be successful or for our education system to be successful, I believe the business community needs to step up. The business community needs to be engaged in our education systems. So they're providing the guidance to our school systems to say, please teach our children these things because these are the skills that we're going to need if we're going to hire them in the future for our for our companies. Mm. And that's
1: the strong message I think people need to understand about the linkage between education and the business community. That's huge. That's absolutely huge and essential. You know, we had um, John Deskins, a professor at WVU School of, of Business and Economics uh, on a couple of uh Oh, it was probably two months ago or so. Uh, and he was talking about this concept of diversification and how and how critical diversifying the West Virginia economy was for our future. And, you know, one of the things I think about is, you know, small business and entrepreneurs uh, being, you know, obviously, you know, it's great when you have a Procter & Gamble plant come in or a big, you know, um, fracking facility. Those are all great, you know, big, you know, big high level uh, employers paying great money and, you know, providing great services to the, to the local state and local communities. But, you know, I think entrepreneurship and, and small business, can you speak a little bit to why, why it's important to foster entrepreneurship and supporting small business and why that's so critical in our state uh, today? Well, absolutely. And Professor Deskins, I know, well uh,
0: speaks correctly about this as well. Diversification is critical. Uh, needless to say we all understand that the coal industry is not like it was years ago and that's sad Mm -hmm. Uh, but we can't worry about that we need to to move forward Uh, and the statistics vary on this particular subject but you know 99 plus percent of the businesses in this country are small businesses Uh, we don't have a whole lot of uh, of of Fortune 500 or Fortune 100 companies in our state. So our economy has to be based on what's coming out of our small business community. And the good news is that there are great companies out there. There are are great people out there who have great ideas. So the, the idea that we have here, of course, is to make sure that they know it's okay to start a business. And frankly, it's okay, Jim, for some of these entrepreneurs to fail. Oftentimes, I will say to some of these entrepreneurs with my tongue in my cheek that I I expect them to go out there and try things, and don't be fearful of of making mistakes or or failing. Hmm. In fact, oftentimes, I will say to them, why don't you fail first before you come back to me, so you'll have the experience so we won't fail the second time. (laughs) So what we have to do is encourage people to take their ideas and run with them, and don't be afraid because the, the backbone of, of the, the development of our economy here in West Virginia has to be on the backs of small businesses and entrepreneurs and providing them that mentorship and providing that funding is really critical and that's something
1: that myself and our group is completely focused on today absolutely Mike what's the what's the, what would you say is the one thing that you're most excited about right now I, I think because I get the
0: opportunity to meet with, uh, the entrepreneurs that are out there. I, I get excited every single day because even at my advanced age, I'm learning something new every single day about new technology or new ideas that people come up with. Mm. In fact, there, there are often there are companies in this state today. I talked to, a, to an entrepreneur yesterday who's been around literally, Jim, for 40 years, mm. but still have an entrepreneurial spirit. They still have an opportunity right now to say, I can bring this new product to market. What I need, Mike, is I need some advice, I need some mentorship, and ultimately, I do need some funding. And it's very difficult to find that kind of funding. So the excitement, the thing that gets me out of bed every single morning is the fact that there are great ideas out there, and we are trying to find them, nurture them, and bring them to a point where we can create great companies, great jobs, and most important, keep our people here in West Virginia. The brain drain and the fact that people are leaving our state is making us crazy here, and it drives me nuts. And I think that there's no question in my mind we have, we have plenty of quality here in West Virginia. We may not have quantity. We're a state of 1.8 million people. But the reality of it is we do have quality, and it's up to us to find those type of companies and people who have these great ideas and provide them the tools by which they can be successful. So this is really good this is really exciting to me and
1: it's something that i've dedicated uh, my life uh, to for the last 20 plus years mike i love your passion and enthusiasm man that, it's it's contagious i'm i'm fired up right now but i, I do want to take a, a few seconds to mention some of our sponsors that we have for positivity west virginia and they are the state journal wvnews.com Interaction Media, United Bank, and Milan. It's the support we receive from these organizations that allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, just like what Mike Green's doing uh, through uh, his uh, capital fund, uh, the West Virginia Growth Investment Fund, and Mountain State Capital. So, Mike, um, I, I want to get back into this. So, if you could just, I mean, Obviously, you know, what you just said there before I, I took that sponsor break was really powerful uh, with regard to the assets that we have, the, the human capital, if you will, that we have in West Virginia, the resources that we have, the talent. You know, can you talk a little bit about, like, your ideal um, company, the, the ideal venture that you're looking for to, to help with this, uh, with your organizations, with, with Mountain State Capital and West Virginia Growth Investment Fund. How Who are those people? What do they look like? What kinds of companies are you funding and what are you looking for right now? We, uh, we look at a broad
0: view of this and, and see that there are companies out there in many, many industries. Um, today in the technology space, it's very difficult to, uh, to find new things, but every once in a while you see something that pop up that's very, very exciting, especially in the area of, um, uh, of, of entrepreneurship for artificial intelligence, for robotics, uh, and things of these things are, are very, very exciting. But there are ma and pa shops out there, and there are uh, technology companies, and there are brick-and-mortar facilities that are out there as well that have new and interesting ideas. When you're in the venture capital world, we, we look for liquidity by the fact that we grow these companies to a certain point, and then they're sold, or they become uh, public companies. Right. So our goal is to, to find those gems that uh, that are out there where people need that kind of advice and money, uh, and are not afraid to, to, to make mistakes and, and try things that are that are new and, and interesting. There are a ton of things that are going on in the energy space that we're that we're very, very involved in. Medical devices are being developed every single day. Medical diagnostic systems are out there for people. The healthcare community uh, has got a lot of ideas and, and certainly there are a lot of things that need to be done to improve our healthcare in this, in this state. And every day, Jim, it's amazing how uh, we find that people have got some incredibly new ideas, again, needing that mentorship and funding. So it's broad. Uh, I, I think in our state, since we are very much oriented toward improving uh, healthcare and energy to, to important areas, those are areas that we're going to continue to focus on to f- try and find new and exciting ideas and create
1: some great companies around those type of ideas. That is great. And I mean, obviously, anybody who's, who's out there listening right now and uh, reading about this in the State Journal and the Exponent Telegram and the other news sources, this is a great opportunity great opportunity, and we're going to talk about how they get connected to you here in a little bit. But I want to talk, Mike, uh, a little bit about you know the vision. I mean, obviously, you laid out what you're doing right now. What's the vision uh, for your fund long term? Long term, of course, uh,
0: we are a venture capital fund, and uh, I'm not uh, ashamed to say the fact that our, our goal is to, to, to have a return on investment to our investors. Uh, they, they put good money uh, forward Uh, They are aware of the fact that the venture capital community is a risky asset to some degree. It's not like putting your money in the bank and earning a couple of points of of, of interest. Uh, There's risk associated with venture capital. Uh, But the the long-term goal is to to provide the kind of funding that makes some of these great companies. The rule of thumb in venture capital, oftentimes people will say if you make uh, seven or ten investments, you're going to have one or two what we call grand slam home runs, but you're going to have some failures. And you have to be able to, to, to weather that particular situation. But in the, in the middle there, you're going to have a couple of singles, a couple of ground rule doubles, and some good successful companies. Mm. Ultimately, what you really want to do, and what our long-term vision is, is to create more of an atmosphere, Jim. An atmosphere and a, and, a, and a culture in the state of West Virginia where people are unafraid to try new things, unafraid to fail. If they do, it's okay. And provide them the kind of guidance that says, okay, you can try this thing. It's not the dumbest thing in the world, but do your homework. Mm. Okay. Try and find out if this is a unique intellectual property that you've, de- that you've designed and developed. Is it something that no one ever thought about before, but do your homework first. Mm. So our long term vision ultimately is to, to create a better culture. Not necessarily to find the next Facebook or the next Apple. Uh, We may or may not do that, but if we can create an atmosphere where people are encouraged to try things and not be afraid and and get mentors, and that's one of the things I always advise our entrepreneurs is find people who are going to work with you. Find good mentors. Find mentors who are going to give you that tough love. Find those kind of mentors who are going to tell you you're absolutely wrong or you're crazy. But challenge you to find a better solution and find a way to be successful. Mm. But don't be afraid. Mm. In this state, and I've lived all around the country. The one thing that that disturbs me, and to this day, and never understood, is that there's a fear within West Virginia of failure. There's a there's a there's a culture that has existed here that is unbelievable for those of us who live here. That says, to some degree, and I saw this in the education field. We're not good enough. Mm. That's bull we are good enough in the state of West Virginia. We just need to, to change the way we think and, and, and adjust our culture to the point where we, we we know we can be successful and drive toward that particular end. That's my goal with, the, with Mountain State Capital and what we've done with the West Virginia Growth Investment Fund, is to tell people you can be successful. And by the way, here are
1: examples of people who have been successful. Mm. So you I tell me it can't be done here because we've done it. I love it, man. That that is awesome. It's like you're an evangelist, you know, really uh, spreading the word of of success. And you know, really, you know, I love that message of of you know not being afraid. You know, I just really absolutely dial in with that. And I think you're spot on. I mean, that is that is amazing. Now, let me ask you something, because you mentioned the word mentorship a, a several times, and I. It's a common thread of the guests of and have been on this podcast, um, and you know I meet business people and entrepreneurs every day in my career with my with my company, it, and I always hear this word mentor, and I and I I, I kind of know what mentors are. I've had some great mentors, quote unquote, in my life, in you know growing up. What's what's a piece of advice you could give uh, on how to find? that mentor? I mean, obviously, it's not just, you know, you almost have to like engage with somebody and say, hey, could you be my mentor? Will you mentor me? I mean, what's, what's the advice you would give on people that are out there saying, that sounds like a great idea. How do I do it? That's a great question. There's no easy answer to it.
0: I, I think that one of the elements of being a good entrepreneur is having the guts to be able to ask anybody anything at any time and not be afraid to for, to expect the fact that somebody would say well I can't help you but mm-hmm. keep going and try to find somebody yeah. um, it, it's, it's not a, it, it's not a surprise for me to say this that there are there are very few people around the state of West Virginia who can provide good guidance and and, and uh, we need to find more of them I strongly believe that they are embedded in our business community which is why I am an advocate and a strong advocate once again for our, for our business leaders to make themselves available uh, when I was on the state school board, I always used to encourage all the business community people to show up at a school once in a while, yeah. just show up, you know, once one hour a month, just show up at the school, talk to the principal and say, I'd just like to talk to her, to our kids. The message that comes from the business community to, to to our children is very very strong. Many of them do not have that model person they can look at, or that that kind of person who can be uh, the kind of person they'd like to be. They're not exposed to that a lot in our in our education system. So the business community has people who can provide mentorship. They are there. I, I think for us to be successful as a state, we need to get more of them. Out of, the, out of the business world and into our into our, uh, into our, into our education system, into our schools, and, and make themselves available for, uh, for, to be mentors to, to others. I think the most important thing that we can do as is, is members of our society is pay things forward. Hmm. You know, many of us who have had success in this world, and there are tons and tons of successful business people who either live here in the state of West Virginia or expats who care about the state of West Virginia who have offered to come back and help and mentor. We need to find more of them, and we need we need to find a way to get them more and more engaged. Jim, that's that's the thing, and the entrepreneurs need to be
1: able to be part of that process to ferret them out, find them, and encourage them to help them. I love that. Thank you, Mike. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success and that you've had over your career? Well, that's a great question.
0: I think one of the things that I try to do, and maybe I didn't do very well on this particular podcast, is, is use the concept of pausing from time to time and thinking things through before making decisions. Mm. Many years ago I thought about writing a book called PAUSE, it's spelled, spelled P-A-U-S-E, for those of you I'm not talking about the pause on an animal. <laughs> but just every once in a while I think we as, uh, as business people, as educators, no matter what your career is, to, to stop and think once in a while, okay, before I say something or before I do something, uh, and um, it's very difficult to do, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're in the business world, and sales world. When I when I lecture salespeople, I usually use a couple of very well-known expressions like, you know, the good reason why the good Lord gave you two ears and one mouth, and you should be listening a whole lot more than you speaking. Um, And there's a game that I play with a lot of people, especially when I'm mentoring salespeople, which is a game that's called uh, don't answer a question with an answer. Always answer a question with a question. Hmm. It's a very interesting and very difficult technique, uh, oftentimes if you try this with some people, you'll get your butt kicked because they'll get frustrated with you. But to find out what's going on among your customers or people that you're working with on a day-to-day basis, by being inquisitive and asking questions rather than quickly becoming uh, coming forward with answers, is probably a better way to to, to go through your career. <laughs> so the short answer to your question is I think we ought to be, learn how to listen more, to assimilate what people are telling us, pause once in a while and process
1: mm. uh,
0: before making decisions, especially important decisions in the business community. I love
1: that. That's it, it, what you try to do every single day. Yeah, it's uh, you know that time between stimulus and response can be extremely valuable. Exactly, and I think that's an
0: important thing. And the other thing, of course, is is to be honest with yourself and be pragmatic. This is really important for entrepreneurs they really need to understand that if they're going to be successful, they have to do their homework. They have to be pragmatic. They have to believe that if they have a great idea, there's a pretty good chance there's a smart guy in Silicon Valley or Boston who has a similar idea. Mm-hmm. So don't be arrogant. Uh, yeah. Do your homework. Yeah. Go out there and be, be very careful in your research and making sure make sure that if you're going to be asking for money or putting your own money up or, and your own time and effort into something that you're focusing on, that issues that are really important and be knowledgeable about what's going on in the industry, your
1: competition, and all the issues associated with creating your business. Awesome. Mike, what's one book you would recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs and and business people here in, in West Virginia? It's a great question. I get that question a lot. I will tell
0: you that there's one book that I keep on my desk every single day. It's a little dated. It's 15 years old, and the name of the book is called The Art of the Start art of the start and it was written by guy kawasaki and it's probably i'm guessing here jim maybe about 15 years old but it's still the bible for entrepreneurs because in that book it will guide you through the issues and important things that you need to know to be an entrepreneur Some of the things we've talked about so far on the podcast, Mm -hmm. the ability to to be able to communicate your message clearly. Uh, The one thing that Guy talks about all the time that we all make mistakes about is that presentation when you're talking to investors or talking to to companies. And that is we try to give them so much information, we overwhelm them. And Guy spends a lot of time talking about that 10-slide presentation because yeah. that's about all we can assimilate as human beings is about 15 to 20 minutes in, in, in 10 slides. Exactly. So uh, focusing on that,
1: and uh, I would highly recommend that every entrepreneur pick up a copy of uh, The Art of the Start. By that's, Guy that's a- Kawasaki. Actually, uh, I had a chance to see him speak a couple years ago. He's outstanding. And um, just so you know, Mike, and, and the other listeners out there know, um, we have on our resources page on PositivelyWV.com Links to all the books that people on the show recommend. So we'll make sure we get that one up uh, this week with a click to buy uh, the book right on Amazon. If if if. You know, uh, if anybody wants to buy that book and get it, I highly recommend that. I haven't read it myself, but I'm going to get it myself too. Mike, I, I just want to take a, a second here to thank you for being on the podcast today. Your the wisdom that you've provided our our listeners and our audience has been outstanding. I mean, this is is so inspirational. That's one of our goals here on the show, and I and I think. Um, you know what you are doing. The the folks that are around you on your team are doing in West Virginia are incredible. I just want to thank you for doing that and and providing um, venture capital and seed money for for startups and and growing companies in West Virginia. I want to encourage you to keep going. You're doing awesome, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. It is a team effort, and uh, I'm just
0: delighted to be here in West Virginia, and be part of this team, and I look for the future here in West Virginia is very bright. And I think together we can continue to build great businesses, great entrepreneurs, and have great life for our people here in the Mountain State. I'm yep. delighted to be part
1: of your podcast. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you, sir. It's, it's the honor's all mine. In closing, Mike, how can our listeners learn more about what you're doing and, and get in contact with your organization? Uh, my email is public.
0: Uh, anybody can send me an email. It's just Mike at uh, Mountain State Capital. That's, that's all one word, Mountain State Capital.com. Mike at Mountain State com. I'm darn good about replying to every email. Uh, Hold me accountable for that. If you have a question or anything I can do to help, feel free to contact me. And
1: your website is mountainstatecapital.com? That's correct, mountainstatecapital.com. It is going through some renovations, so if you do go there and don't see a whole lot of information, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Leave us a message, and we will certainly get back to you. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll we'll have links to the email address as well as the website on the show notes uh, as well, Mike. Thanks again for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you, Jim. Absolutely. Well, folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, Interaction Media, and uh, United Bank and Milan. United Bank is, uh, has been a longtime sponsor of the show as well as Milan, and we really appreciate their support. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like Mike Green and his organization West Virginia Growth Investment Fund and Mountain State Capital, our hope is that we in some way inspire and motivate our audience by sharing these success stories in West Virginia. If you or someone you know of would be a great sh- uh, guest on the show, drop us a line on our website, PositivelyWV.com. And we certainly appreciate your comments, encouragement, and uh, we, you know, obviously we encourage you to share these stories on your social media channels. Uh, and you can find us on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn and Instagram as well. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga.